Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide, and I'm excited to be here with you as we continue Lesson 4, Following the Thread of Desire, Section 5, An Exercise in Trusting Desire. And we're going to look at paragraphs 21, 22, and 23. And just as a note, yesterday's episode, I think it's episode 105, um, which is titled, Finally, I Decided. So beautiful. One of my favorite episodes. And so we're continuing in this energy. And let's do it together. Here we go. Jeshua continues, where it took me was into mastery of life and death, mastery of healing, mastery of consciousness. It took me into mastery of myself. It brought me home to my own Christed beingness. So Jeshua is referring to uh, this revelation that he was having as a teenager that he would create some form of demonstration that would be so overwhelming that anyone who turned their attention to it could not help but be reminded that there's something far greater to life than living to survive and that death is unreal. And so he felt this growing in him. He felt that it wanted to be nurtured. And he said, finally, I decided I am going to allow that thread to be nurtured. I'm going to discover where it takes me and what it is all about. And so where it took me was into mastery of life and death, mastery of healing, mastery of consciousness. It took me into mastery of myself. It brought me home to my own Christed beingness. So when we follow that calling of our heart, that yearning of our heart, that thread of desire, when we allow it to be nurtured within us and fully surrender to it with an openness and innocence of I'm going to discover where it takes me. I don't know where it's going to take me, but I know it's in there and I know it feels good. Even if it feels a little scary, it feels good and true and real and and, and encouraging, I'm going to see what it's all about. And Jeshua says, because I followed that thread, I can talk with you today. There are many of you that appreciate what I have done because you see me as a spokesperson for the truth. Is it not time that you followed your own thread and became likewise a spokesperson for reality? For just as you have been sent to me, There will be many sent to you as you step from being a seeker to a finder. For as you take up your rightful place, you become a vehicle through which the voice for God will creatively touch the lives of countless persons that you may never, ever meet physically. So beautiful section here where Jeshua says, I followed that thread and that's why I can talk to you today. I didn't know that it would where it would lead me, but I just was so fully all in committed to this love that was calling me that it led me to you and you to me. And there's many of you that appreciate what I've done and see me as the spokesperson for the truth. And he says, it's time that you follow your own thread and each person has their own thread. What your heart is desiring, at at its core, it's all the same. At its core, it's all to return home in consciousness of 
Christ consciousness, the awareness, the living embodiment of the divine through you and being expressed through you. At the core, it's all the same. It's all love. And it it is manifesting and expressing itself in so many cool, unique, different, creative ways. That's what God is wanting to do, express and experience itself in all these different ways and express and expand itself. So your thread may be totally different than my thread, and that's amazing, which may be totally different from your partner's thread or your kid's thread or your best friend's thread. It doesn't matter. Like, And sometimes where we get confused is, well, everyone should feel the same way about my thread as I do. Everybody should want to save the whales like I save the whales. And then we judge other people. How can – if you're not angry about the whales dying, you're not paying attention, right? All, we put all this judgment on it where we kind of get – we kind of get, I don't know, lost inside of our desire – thinking that it needs to be the other person's desire or vice versa. We're like, oh, man, that person's got so much passion around that issue. Maybe should I be passionate about that, too? Or where am I passionate? And so following your own unique thread of desire, and that will help you, as Jeshua says, to become a spokesperson for reality. And he says, just as you have been sent to me, there will be many sent to you. And can you receive that? Can you allow that to be okay and to be part of what you're here for? Right? So many of us are like, well, that's Jeshua. He's, you know, Jeshua, you know, Jesus, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, all these other people. That's that's their kind of destiny and karma. But not not me. I'm sitting in my home office. I got a wife and four kids. I got to make money. I got to mortgage, you know, that I'm not, that's not my destiny. But Jeshua's really inviting us to get out of that. If you are reading the way of mastery, if you are drawn to these teachings of love, whether it's in A Course in Miracles, The Way of Mastery, any place where you're following the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus may be the same as other religions or new thought or whatever it is, it's the line of energy of love. If you are drawn to that, and drawn to be more of the light within you and to be more an authentic, self-expressed, capital S self, God self-expressed being, then many will be sent to you in their own awakening. Just as Jeshua is like a big brother inviting us and giving us wisdom to help us wake up, so too are we to play that role for others. And he says, you become a vehicle through which the voice for God so you're a vehicle. You're an. I like the word instrument too. That God, like we are, a, an an impeccably created instrument, and that God, the divine, plays itself through us. So not only does God create the instrument, but then God expresses itself through the instrument, and the music that comes out of the instrument is God, and the player of the instrument is God, and the music. The notes are God. It's all God. So when you take your rightful place, you become a vehicle through which the voice for God will creatively touch the lives of countless persons that you may never, ever meet physically. So that word creatively, I've got double, triple underlined, and really it's a reminder for me to not limit God. Like I don't know. My brain tries to think, well, 
How am I helping people? But you have no idea. You might have an inspiration in the grocery store to smile at the checkout person, look them in the eyes and say, hey, how are you doing? How's your day? Thank you so much for checking me out. Whatever it is, just like a moment of inspiration and connection. And that could be God creatively touching that person's life. You don't have, your brain doesn't have an idea. Your brain can't predict all the vast ripple of love that can come from your heart and how it can change lives and open others' hearts. So you become a vehicle that God will creatively use to touch the lives of countless persons you may never, ever meet physically, meaning that checkout person may go home and pass that love on to somebody else or to the next person in line, and you may never meet that person, but your love is still you know, has seeds that are bearing fruit that you don't even know that you can't see. I've shared this. There's been times where in my Revelation Breathwork classes, more early on in the journey, um, now that we're kind of more established and have grown a community, where there would be like one person in class or no, or no one would show up. And it's very easy for the ego to be like, Oh, no one cares about me. No one is excited about this work as I am. What am I doing? And then I had this, I think it was a class where we'd one person show up. And from that standpoint, it's so like, oh, this isn't worth it. What am I doing? Only one person cares instead of like, awesome, one person is here. One person is feeling something and feeling called to show up and do this work for themselves. And I'm going to love the shit out of them. And they are going to experience whatever they came here for in this space of love. Um, And I had this awareness that it wasn't just me and this one person in the Zoom room. It w- there were hundreds or thousands of other beings in the that I couldn't see, invisible to me, that were very real, that were very appreciative of this work, that were benefiting from the work that I was doing. Now, again, my brain is like, ah, you're just freaking making that up to feel better about yourself. Maybe. But if it one, it feels good and it feels true. You know, those things in like like in your gut and your heart that like I can't explain it, but I just like I feel it and I know it and I trust it, even though I have no logical reason to. It's one of those things. So when Jeshua says you become a vehicle through which the voice for God will creatively touch the lives of countless persons that you may never, ever meet physically. So far, I haven't met Jeshua physically. And this is probably another meaning of what he's talking about. Like, I don't think. Right. At least, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not shaking hands with Jeshua anytime soon right now. Maybe I will. But. And he's still touching my life. And my brother, who passed away a couple of years ago or a little bit less than two years ago from pancreatic cancer, uh, he's touching my life. And I still feel like the, the decisions and the choices I'm making in my life and the expansiveness and consciousness that I'm experiencing is also serving him. So just getting out of the small, limited, separate ego self-identification and opening up. That was a beautiful paragraph. All right, one more. And this one's even more beautiful. Jeshua says, you were birthed to be grand. You were birthed for greatness. You were birthed to shine forth such light into this world that the world remembers that light is true and darkness is illusion. Be you, therefore, that which you are. You are the light of the world. And I will delight in journeying with you. 
I can join with anyone who chooses to step into their own Christedness. The connecting thread is the thread of desire. Goosebump City, baby. <laughs> I read this at the end of our um, church class. The I think it was the September church class in our membership in our community membership, uh, and we we did a whole um, Revelation Breathwork class around this lesson of desire to create as God creates. And at the end of our breathwork classes, I like to read a poem or a quote, and I read this little paragraph at the end of that class. I have it highlighted. You were birthed to be grand. Can you own that? And 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 we this in really invites us to get out of what we've been conditioned to think grand is. We have been taught uh, we are seeing messages constantly on the TV, on the news, on the media of what gets a lot of attention in the world, celebrities, and what gets praise in the newspaper and talked about in podcasts and on the radio. It's just grand means you're famous and well-known and you're doing some big, gigantic things that are important to the world. Like, who who says that? Grand is the magnificence of of what you are as a wave in the ocean of love. And there is no one wave that is more better or bigger. I know more better is not a phrase, by the way. (laughs) That is better or bigger or more worthy than another wave. That's all illusion. That's all created in this modern world that we live in or this human world of separation, of comparison. So you were birthed, you were created to be grand in what you are for greatness. Again, greatness not being defined by how much money you make, uh, how uh, what you do for a living, uh, what the world deems as great and worthy. You got to be an Olympian. You got to cure cancer. You got to you know do something that helps a billion people. You got to make a ton of money. It's none of that. The greatness is the essence of what you are. And you don't have to Uh, achieve anything to be grand and to be great. If anything in this world, it's shedding all of these limiting conditions that are placed that we've kind of come into and then liberating ourselves from that. That's greatness. You were birthed to shine forth such light into this world that the world remembers that light is true and darkness is illusion. And are you willing to risk stepping out and risk being the black sheep, and risk other people not understanding you, to shine forth the light that is in you, to speak your truth as you know it, as it is inspired in your heart. Be you, therefore, that which you are. You already are it. You don't have to become it. You're not evolving into the Christ. You are the Christ. You are the the light of the world. That's what you are. And the more of us who own this, and I know, hey, I've been there where, and I still have moments of it, where I doubt it, where I'm like, ah, I'm the light of the, what does that even mean, the light of the world? You turn on the lights and things get brighter. And so like that language to our ego self, to the, well, let me be clear, to the part of us that identifies as a body and the physical world as real and anything that you can't see, taste, taste, touch with your five senses, experience is not real, it's kind of made up. 
even though we know that there's in scientific instruments and things that can measure, you can't see uh, sound waves, but they're real. Like we don't question some of those things, but we question other things. So when we're again identified with the body in this and this 3D world, so the light of the world doesn't make sense to our like scientific brain in that way. If you go around saying, I'm the light, you're the light, it's like, you know, in some people it's like nice spiritual language, but it's not real. It just means that you're like happy maybe. But it there is a light that our eyes, when we're identified with this, can't see, but it also can. Like, do you ever see someone and they're like radiating, they're glowing? Now, they don't look lighter like there's a, a maybe, I mean, you can see the light around them. Think about the halos. And their auras. So you can see it if you're in the right conscious, not the right consciousness. If you're in a consciousness that is open to that. And that can be an intention. And I think I've talked about this in previous episodes. Where you can start with an intention to see the light from within someone. And the light of their being. The aliveness in their being. So while this might not make sense to your... 3D brain, it, it, it absolutely is so true in your heart. And think about light as weight too. When we let a lot of the heavy go and a lot of the pain and the misunderstandings and the judgments, we feel lighter. It's almost like we become like translucent. Is that, the, is that where you can kind of see through the person? And, and the light from within is shining outwardly and you can experience that from the heart and you can see it in the eyes there's a brightness in the eyes so you are the light of the world and i will delight in journeying with you thanks jeshua i will delight in journeying with you too and with everyone listening and he says i can join with anyone who chooses to step into their own christedness so it almost implies that like not that he can't join with anyone who chooses to step into their own Christedness, because there there's a lot of people who are not choosing that. They're either not ready for it, they're not interested in it, their attention is not there. It doesn't mean Jeshua is not with them, but they're not experiencing his love and the love of their guides and their angels and God and all that thing. I can join with anyone who chooses to step into their own Christ in this, even if I'm, I'm, I'm putting my words in here, even if they don't use the term Christ, it's the divine self, the Buddha nature, whatever other, I don't know all the other words in the other religions, but it's the same essence and idea. And he says, the connecting thread is the thread of desire. And this is why we are invited to seek first the kingdom of God, seek first the the reality of love inside, and then all things will be added, will be added unto you. You don't have to effort for them. You don't have to strive for them. You don't have to kill yourself to get them. They are added unto you because it's a natural byproduct of living in expansive, abundant, free, unlimited consciousness of what you are, light and love, consciousness made manifest. And we create as we were created through desire. And so my desire is for partnership and journeying with Jeshua and any other expansive masters and light beings for the highest good. 
maybe that I haven't met yet. And just to experience and express more of the divine within me, more of the mystery of infinite love. And I'm honored to be on this journey with you. We're doing this together. What a gift, what a joy, what a privilege and an honor. (sighs) I did my uh, day two, by the way, of um, today. I did two days in a row, so maybe I'll take off next week because Jeshua invites us three to four times, I think a week, uh, to do the exercise of just spending two minutes, seven little segments of two minutes each asking the question, what do I truly want? And then don't look at it, put on the paper, and then keep collecting the papers over seven sessions and then look and see the threads and the patterns. A lot of fun. Appreciate you guys. If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share. Send me a note, hello at revelationbreathwork.com. Hey, Jason, I'm listening. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.